Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dermatilla Diaries. Today I have with me a very special guest, CEO and founder of Picking Me Foundation, Lauren McKinney. Founded in August 2016 and through Lauren's efforts, Picking Me Foundation NFP is the only donor-supported nonprofit dedicated to advocating dermatillomania, which is also known as skin picking disorder. For sufferers, supporters and educational communities alike, encouraging individuals to choose themselves over the mental illness that chose them. So thank you so much for joining me today, Lauren. Oh my goodness, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Oh, um, the pleasure is all mine. Absolutely. First of all, I would love to know more about your personal dermatillomania journey, um, as well as like more on the creation of Pick and Me Foundation. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, my journey with dermatillomania skin picking, woof, it has been quite, quite one of them, let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, it really began, you know, gosh, when I was five years old, um, I was kind of uh, always had mosquito bites or bug bites that seemed to last a bit longer than summertime because I'd keep picking at them and they'd scab over and um, babysitters started to notice. Uh, my parents started to notice. And we really just do remember this starting super early on for me. Uh, and it really affected every aspect of my life growing up. You know, as I continued to grow up in school, um, I would miss uh, school and classes because of the shame of the way that my skin looked from having picking sessions. Um, I would uh, not be able to go to school or um, attend uh, different classes from um, having infections or contracting MRSA or abscesses or cellulitis. Um, so it really did exceed even farther than just hampering my skin tissue uh, and actually elevated to certain times being um, skin infections. Uh, and, you know, the disorder followed me further through life, through my career, making me have to come up with excuses for being late for why I show up for, for work each day, um, which was really just from having an extended picking session in the mirror before work. And I'd have to think about what excuse I could offer that day. You know, so it showed up in work too. And then last, um, uh, uh, dating and, and intimacy, um, you know, really at a time about opening up, I felt super closed off about uh, the way my skin looked and pretty ashamed um, from the damage I had done. And it um, all around just kind of hampered my personal growth and affected the way I got to know myself. Um, so yeah, skin picking was definitely played a huge role in um, my formative years. Um, and it really wasn't until I learned that it had a name that I was able to uh, change, change it up and do something about it. Wow. And, and how old you can, what kind of stage in life were you when you realized that it did have a name and it was more than just like a habit? Uh, yes. Yeah. So um, it was actually at that time um, that I mentioned that I contracted MRSA. It mm. was in 2014. So the disorder had only been diagnosable for a year as it's been diagnosable in the DSM-5 since 2013. And um, I had picked an area on my upper right thigh 
um, just like I had done many times before to different spots all over my body. And except this time, um, it got infected. I went to the doctor who said the infection needed um, more treatment. I went to the ER who, where they told me that I had MRSA and that there'd be a chance that I could lose my right leg. Wow. And um, the amount of uh, shame and embarrassment that I felt at that point was definitely um, severe and really one of my lowest points with the disorder. But what I did get out of it was um, there was a nurse or and someone in the background of the room, really, who I overheard saying she looks like she has dermatillomania because oh. mind you, my skin is still peppered and scars and sores head to toe. Um, while these doctors are operating on me and seeing me. And um, when I heard that term, my ears perked up. I was like, oh my goodness, that, that, that's, you know, I want to know more about that. And I learned more about it. And I was like, that's me. Uh, so yeah, it really offered a new time for me to um, try on uh, a new compulsion of you, if you will, um, this new attitude of really sharing about the disorder, which is what I took on next. Yeah, amazing. And and you really have like turned what could be seen as um a negative and you've completely turned it into an amazing positive where you're giving back to people all over the globe. Um, you know, for a few years now. And I can only imagine that just feels amazing, so rewarding, um, especially after what you've personally been through, your own experiences with dermatillomania. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You're, you're spot on, you know, and it's it's really um, humbling. And I'm grateful for the community that's joined me in sharing their story more and more, because it was um, not the losing, almost losing my leg that was the ch- the turning point. It was in the sharing with that next stranger who asked me, oh, what, what happened to your leg? And I was like, oh, I have dermatillomania. It's the skin picking disorder. I've really struggled with it since I was five, blah, blah, blah. And with that power, that new power that I felt that I had um, and that taste of uh, freedom of, of being my authentic self, um, I just wanted more. And I wanted anyone suffering like me to experience that kind of relief in owning something so that it doesn't own you. And that really became the foundation of picking me. It's all about choosing yourself over the disorder that chose you, picking me over skin picking. And that is um, the groundwork for our nonprofit still today. Wonderful. And and I've been following yourself and your team's journey um, as your community is, you know, continuously expanding. And it's amazing what you do. so many, so many people feel seen and, and heard and supported and, and especially on your social media channels, um, you allow them to quite literally be seen and heard. You give them that platform um, to express themselves. And, and you know, that that's so liberating because as you've touched on before, like the shame and guilt that comes with dermatillomania, it's so easy for us. And I'm sure we, the vast majority of us within this community have had um, experiences of, you know, hiding in, hiding it, manipulating it. Um, like what you're saying about, you know, late for work and, and 
um, and maybe even late for events or cancelling events. I can't, we're always trying to find ways to avoid um, our truth with people around us, right? It, it can be very a very lonely disorder, can't it? Oh my goodness. Yes. So, so true. And just, just wanted to say thank you though, for um, complimenting us on helping elevate others' stories on our platforms. You really have been uh, an inspiration and a leading guiding force in that field as well. And someone that I have, we have watched um, for a while and also appreciate having you in this community doing what you do. So I just want to make sure you know how uh, super cool we think you are as well. Oh, thank you very much. That's very, very sweet. Um, I'm not good at taking compliments. I'm, I usually turn full Chandler mode. So I'll, I'll um, <laughs> accept it in my own weird way. So thank you so much. Um, so, so, it was just by chance that you overheard that conversation with the nurse, um, which, you know, completely opened a, a new door for you, having that name and then later that diagnosis, understanding what you're going through. That must have been extremely liberating. But was that the first time that you kind of experienced um, any well, any mention of it whatsoever then? Like there wasn't anything from any other medical professionals prior to that at that time for you? You know, in in all honesty, no. Um, there, and it's, I know it seems, and it could seem hard to believe now, but really at this time, and so starting from myself at age five, um, I was taken everywhere, you know, to top of the line dermatologists, um, psychiatrists, pediatricians, uh, hypnotherapists, acupuncturists. Um, uh, I did different supplement reg reg regimes. I did, um, I did just, we really tried everything. And as I grew up, we thought it was act, you know, just maybe acne, maybe it's atopic dermatitis, maybe, but really it wasn't until someone was like, this is straight up skin picking disorder that, mm -hmm it fit, you know, and, um, it really took, uh, having, I think it be acknowledged in the DSM five, and then even more colloquially known as dermatillomaniac as it's, cause it's of course recognized as excoriation disorder, mm -hmm. but, um, there seemed to be this community that understood it as dermatillomania. So, um, that's really the word that I've latched onto, although I do understand it, for, you know, and use in all forms. But um, I think it was still uh, still blows my mind that that it took that um, that long. And it's something I want to change for the mini Lawrence out there, you know, for anyone out there, really, who uh, has been met with estheticians or dentists or anyone who does not know about this disorder. And all of these things can contribute to these clinicians that we see. So I hope to break that um information barrier absolutely and I do feel like um you know when I look back on like a decade ago when I was frantically searching online for anything that could make sense and connect the dots as to why I couldn't stop uh skin picking um I do think that there's just there's a lot more awareness now which is great like our community is is forever expanding 
um, reaching new people, which is obviously like the main thing um, and the support and the resources, you know, like the education for uh, for people, you know, within this community, but also, um, as you say, like education for like trained professionals to help as well. It's really, um, uh, have you seen over the, over the few years that Pick and Me Foundation has been in operation, like have you seen much of a growth in terms of people getting in touch? And and I don't know, you tell me. Yeah, no, that's a great question, Kim. That's a real great question. Um, And the the short answer is yes, I have. And I'm happy to say that I have, because honestly, at the beginning, it was hard to get um, different communities, uh, especially in the skincare community, when I would go around to different um, dermatology and cosmetology and um, uh, aesthetics conferences, it was hard to get um, taken seriously for what I was offering and and advocating. And um, there was um, interest, but um, little to no, no, no knowledge behind it. And what I've seen now um, the, with the, the derma resource packets that we create, not only which we send out to any skincare providers, um, not only is the request for them up, but thanks come in and people, uh, people are sending in thank yous and saying, can we be listed as a derma friendly resource? Like wow. there's this, level, yeah, right. There's this level of like, um, yes, they're be- wanting to become more aware and educate themselves about this disorder, which helps us out because we can't reach everyone by ourselves. But then there's also this second part of them wanting to be seen and, and viewed and recognized as a derma-friendly um, resource. So uh, that's been very cool to see. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, I, and I can totally see that happening and, you know, within the next couple of years, however long it takes for like big brands. Um, I, I can totally imagine them ha- having that credibility um, in their comms and for us to, you know, look at these brands that we've known for many years and, and used, tried, tested and seeing, you know, like that visibility of like, they recognize us, they recognize our needs and they're supporting our needs. Like that's, that up to now has felt like a dream for me. So it's so lovely to hear that that's actually starting to come true. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would definitely say starting to, and always, you know, I think there's more to come for sure. Um, but we've definitely seen interest, participation, partnership, uh, and overall just, um, I guess, applause for creating a, a place, a home, a foundation for this. Mm. It's excellent work, what you guys are doing, um, evidently. So, so um, in terms of like your own experience with compulsive skin picking, because um, I think one topic that would be really interesting to know more about is like your triggers. So in the past, as you said, like you, you'd start skin picking around the age of five and you've had um, you've had compulsive skin picking experiences ever since then. And I know you, you mentioned that there's times where, you know, you're late for work and it's it's hard to kind of excuse around it without saying 
explaining your truth and what would you say like your triggers were um growing up and and you know at the time when you're working and dating stuff like that yeah totally so uh another great question and i think the what I'd first say is my triggers can vary. And I think it's important to know that our triggers can vary so mm. that we don't get set in. There's one tool, one solution that's going to be the resolve for this disorder. But um, in knowing that my triggers vary, I can definitely tell you some of the top ones um, that still show up to me, show up for me at certain times um, to this day. I just now have management strategies that I didn't have before um, to use with them. But uh, certain triggers, uh, for sure, I noticed, especially starting growing up when I had uh, developed acne and would have any area that seemed like a perceived imperfection that I thought I could fix. Um, if I spent any time in mirrors or near mirrors, I would always uh, play this like investigative role and get sucked in for hours, um, mm -hmm. kind of zoning out, but still kind of knowing what I'm doing, kind of in this limbo of, of a place. And it really, um, I might be in that position until my back gives out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I realize that what I've been up to and I see the damage I've done. So I, I definitely would say um, act like perceived imperfections in general, growing up, it was acne, but then um, adding mirrors to that are super triggers for me. Mm -hmm. um, what is, uh, how about you? Any main triggers for you? Um, I think, I think I've always been quite an anxious person. I do, um, I do actively manage my um, general anxiety and even though I would say I am a bit of an ambi ambivert, you know, like I am extroverted, but also introverted. I'm that kind of person who'll chat to anyone at a party, but then I'll go in the bathroom and I need alone time. Um, and I think I think skin picking for me, um, it ha has been very closely connected to my anxiety. Um, so I think, you know, if I feel reluctant to go somewhere, um, then I will use skin picking as a form of procrastination. Um, a lot of the time, actually, it's procrastination and, and um, to, you know, once again, say the point when you were late for work and stuff like that, like I definitely experienced the same things um, and late for school and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think, I think if I'm not in tune with how I'm feeling in that moment and I'm not actively asking myself, you know, what do I need in this moment? Um, the, the skin picking can be a way of communicating with myself that something's up and something needs attention. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, those, but then also like what you mentioned as well, very physical triggers, big mirrors, bright lights. Um, I think those, oh my God, those worst you know those um magnifying like eyebrow mirror like they are no they are no work. the worst no oh, I hate like I swear every time I see one of those in the shop I just want to boycott them and I don't know I don't know where <laughs> I put them I haven't thought about that um but I just I just think why wh who who created that 
and yeah. why, you know, and 10 points to whoever out there has one and can go and toss it right now, you know, yeah. 10 points for that. Cause it takes something to like, get rid of it. But once you do, once you take that mini step, you are on your way towards progress. hundred percent. And I think like, I think with that, it's, for me, when I kind of got rid of like my tweezers and I, I used to have one of those mirrors, I chucked it out too. I also had one of those makeup ones, you know, the ones with the lights, like, and it has one side uh-huh. and, like magnified ones, the other, I had one of those. And one day I just had to like, I had to wait until I was in a really good mood. I'd worked out. I was just, I was feeling, I was just, you know, feeling myself, feeling good. And then I was just like, yeah, put them all in a bag, like get rid of them now. Go, 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 go. Cause you know, before I knew it, the temptation would be high it would be that kind of ritual routine of like evening time would come around it's time to take my makeup off and and before you know it the temptation's high so I just have to like get them out of my sight whilst I was feeling confident in doing so yes oh but that's good that you can like kind of gauge when you need to get them out of sight you know and like out of your trigger environment Mm. I think that's helpful too yeah it, there's so many things like with with dermatillomania like anything can be your tool like it, it's crazy how creative we can become yes. <laughs> if we see something that we need to get gone we're yes. like right my tool was um for a long time what was I was using um safety pins oh that was my yeah and you know what now to this day um, I actually wear this pair of, um, they're spray painted gold, but gold safety pins in my ears. Okay. And kind of, they're my way of owning them now. Like I own these little yeah. suckers, like, like they're, they're mine now. Um, okay. and, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it took a while to get to that point, but yes, I can definitely relate to tools, uh, to the experience with tools with derma for sure. Mm, yeah and would you say like through the foundations work so far um do you like how common do you believe compulsive skin picking is I I definitely think it's compulsive skin picking is more common than it is thought to be at the moment um we receive so many daily emails direct messages phone calls, text messages, uh, WhatsApp messages, tweets, uh, TikToks, Twitches. I don't even know if that's right, but we do get them. And, <laughs> and, and um, it's incredible, but it's also, it's, um, I, I want to be able to do more for this community and help more people because mm-hmm. uh, there's so many of us out there. And as people are becoming more aware and as service providers are becoming more aware, which is a wonderful thing, um, the community is growing. But as it grows, we need to be able to grow with it and to be able to provide um, initiatives and services like the ones we already do at Picking Me, but just on a greater scale. So we really need to continue to come together as this budding community and uh, support ourselves as we go for now. Absolutely. And and um, the services that you do provide, because you do a lot of online things, but you also do a lot of offline things too, right? Yes, absolutely. So our services range um, 
from, like you said, offline and online um, programming. Um, online, we host a support group, which is a service that I highly recommend for anyone struggling with skin picking, just to get their feet wet in the sense of meeting others that uh, have a similar experience to you. It's quite empowering to go from thinking you were the only one having these thoughts into finding a Zoom room, uh, if you will, um, of others just like you. And that's one of our, um, one of my most favorite um, offerings of ours every Tuesday, every first and third Tuesday of the month online. You can learn more at pickingme.org. Um, and uh, we also offer a curated art gallery of artists with dermatillomania depicting their experience with, with skin picking disorder called Drawing with Derma, featuring over 200 artists worldwide. And um, you can view their incredible art. And it's, it's so moving and so relatable. And that's up uh, always on our website as well. And of course, we run social media campaigns around different um, national holidays, awareness holidays. It's currently BFRB week, which we've had a wonderful time celebrating and producing different Instagram lives and offerings for some with you, Kim, which have been wonderful. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have um, in-person events um, that we throw uh, fundraisers. Um, we do workshops, we do conferences in the mental health and skincare sector. I speak basically anywhere that I can get booked on this disorder, okay? <laughs> and um, I enjoy doing so, uh, really uh, sharing my story and hopefully inspiring others to either spread or accept this mental illness. That is phenomenal. And would you say, like, because... From my own experience, from sharing my journey, I have had people in my own life, like colleagues, friends, family members, um, get in contact with me and say, like, oh, my gosh, like, I do this. Like, I had no idea. Um, and, you know, sharing and getting the conversation going really does open doors for other people, too. Um, and, you know, for me, in my experience, these were people that I just did not expect to have that conversation with and so like when you're meeting new people um whether it's at conferences or, or or wherever do you even still have to like take a second to be like wow because like I don't know I don't know if I'm what I'm trying to say like innocent me back in the day would have had like no idea from the people that I've spoken to and said like this, you know, I, I'm, I suffer from dermatillomania. I'd be like, really? Like I had no idea just by like looking at you. And do you kind of have that similar experience where you're like, this is so surreal, like that there's just, it's just so many different people from all different walks of life all around the world, all suffering with the same thing a lot of the time in silence and, you know, having this um, foundation where these people can come to you, gravitate towards you and what you have to offer, the services, the resources, the packs that you have, you know, like you have to kind of pinch yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I, I, you know, I would say in some ways I, I, I do, um, but in some ways I've learned 
just how many of us are out there. And so I've become more just, I'm just ready to welcome as opposed to uh, as shocked that we're here, I, I guess at, at this stage. But um, I definitely find that as I continue to share and people um, advocate this disorder with and for picking me, we meet so many more people time and time again who say, oh my gosh, I, I do that too. Or, oh, my uncle does that. Or um, uh, I've been uh, speaking at conferences and I've had doctors at conferences come up to me who are speaking as well and then share with me that they do that. And, um, you know, I, I, that sticks out as something that I was like, oh, like really we all, we all, anyone, you know, anyone does this, anyone can do this. Um, I have this and, um, I, I, and from then, you know, really young little kids at, at conferences who would come up and, you know, wrap their arms around me after I gave a speech talking and just be so loving and, and, you know, but I'm shocked and surprised by them too. Uh, you know, just that they have to go through this and suffer with this, with this illness, like I did. Um, yeah. So it does still, yeah, uh, show up for me in, in a surprising way, but I am proud and happy of the community that we've been able to form uh, in the presence of and for dermatillomania. Absolutely. You, you, you and your team um, at Pick Me Foundation have done so many things um, in space of a few years and it, that's only going to continue, go from height, strength to strength. So I'm really excited to, you know, view your journey through that and see more barriers that you're breaking down and like, yeah, it's, it's such an exciting time. Um, and even though it is sad that you're speaking with young, young children who are, you know, coming to you and, and sharing their truth with dermatillomania. I'm also really relieved to hear that Pick and Me Foundation is there for, for young persons because um, it just shows like just how far things have come since, you know, when you were a young person and, and finding out dermatillomania, what it is and, and connecting those dots for you, it really has um, turned a, a huge corner in that time. Wow. Thank you for saying that, Kim. That really made me feel, I really felt that. That felt really special to hear. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you. And I, and I also like how you said connecting the dots. That was great too. <laughs> pun wasn't intended, but I'm going to say pun intended. I'm going to take that. <laughs> have you got any initial advice for anybody who have, has just found out they have dermatillomania or like maybe newly diagnosed um, and they've stumbled on this conversation? Like, have you any advice for someone who's just completely new to all of this and they're finding it all quite overwhelming? Yes, absolutely do, because I can relate to um, just finding out about this. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I've taken all this in. So it's a lot to take in. But um, what I could offer would be first know that you're not alone. Um, you know, you might have felt alone struggling with this disorder for, for however long you have, but you actually have a whole community behind you, validating you, supporting you and here for you. Um, so please know you're not alone. 
Um, and no, this is not your fault. This is not a choice. Um, this is a disorder that chose you. Um, you are not bad because you do this or just because you quote unquote can't stop. Uh, and what it really takes um, to manage, uh, and I know you asked for someone newly diagnosed, um, but I, I'd say just to start with is um, have a openness, a willingness. Um, I like to call it a mental willingness to kind of take on and, and live with this mental illness, this willingness to do so. And that looks like um, having tool belts of strategies, not just tools on a tool belt, but tool belts. Um, so knowing it's not going to take a pill or a therapy session or a, a yoga class, or just one thing, but maybe a combo, or maybe alternating, or maybe certain strategies for certain lengths of time, all of these things, with an understanding of all these things, I think you have a better chance at managing this disorder. And um, I'd also add to check out uh, keeping your fingers busy and off your body, um, really from the get go which you can do so through fidget toys. Um, if you're not familiar with fidget toys, they really can be anything that keep your that keep those fingers busy and off the body. I like to think of the worry stone as really the OG fidget, if you will. Um, and now um, some fidgets you can check out are in our fiddle pack um, at pickingme.org slash shop. And for each fiddle pack we sell, we actually donate one to a pediatrician, a dermatologist, or a sufferer in need. So you can kind of help out yourself with some fidget strategies um, and also continue the mission of the nonprofit while doing so. It's wonderful. It's, it's great that by helping yourself, you're also helping your community, a community that you're newly part of and still yet to explore and realize just how big it is but you're, you know, helping someone else um, in their potentially derma journey just by helping yourself. I think that's a really lovely initiative. Um, and the links to the Pick Me Foundation shop will be in the description. So just quickly scroll there and you'll be able to see everything that you can purchase directly on the website. Um, and as we're kind of about to bring this conversation to a close, Lauren, I wanted to say thank you so, so much. Um, my last question, because I think it's quite nice to kind of get a um, bit of an insight into yourself, I suppose. Um, what would be your favorite quote if you have one and why? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Great question. Um, I am going to say... I, I, I love this quote. Um, okay. I love this quote. Uh, it goes like this. Um, I am not this hair. I am not this skin. I am the soul that lives within. And it's by Rumi. And um, I, I like it because I for so long defined myself by the appearance of my skin the time I spent either picking or nurturing my skin post-picking, um, my, my self-worth was really defined by all things related to my skin and, and my skin picking disorder mm -hmm. and really taking on that I am so much more than that. 
that I am not my skin, that I am the soul that lives within. That's really the ultimate freedom in knowing that I'm, I'm more than it, that I, I have it, but it does not have me. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that would be my favorite. Such a beautiful quote. So liberating. Um, it's so simple. Like it's only, you know, a few short lines, but what it means is, it, you know, it's so, it's such a, an important message, especially for our community. Um, because I think I, I can only speak for myself here, um, but I definitely felt that when you said, you know, for a long time, you felt like your appearance was you, your value as a person. Um, and I think in the society that we live in, um, especially, you know, Western society, there is a lot of pressures um, on how we look and whether it's direct or indirect, um, it's tough, Uh, especially if you don't feel like you fit that mold that you see on TV shows or movies. Um, But I, I don't know about you, I'm definitely seeing a um, steer in a new direction, a new refreshing direction. I think like, you know, the, the younger generations are, are realizing that and they want to make a change. And I think, um, I think what you, you guys are doing at Pick Me Foundation is definitely part of that change. It's a much needed change. And, um, I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for, you know, taking an experience that sounds very difficult at times and you've turned it into something that helps so many people across the globe be feel seen heard supported including myself um, and I'll forever be grateful for that and I can't wait to see what Pick Me Foundation is up to next so if you yeah if you have anything that Pick Me Foundation's going to be doing soon anything that you want to share Oh my goodness. Thank you, Kim. Um, Well, thank you for all your kind words. First of all, that means so much to me and they continue to do so. And your support has just been incredible. So thank you. Um, And yes, if for uh, anybody interested, we are hosting our fifth uh, birthday party, which is October 16th. It'll be on Zoom. It'll be a virtual gathering at 2 p.m. Central. We'll be celebrating our community, you all, um, having a hangout, a BFRB raffle, including some sweet BFRB presents and prizes, and a creative writing exercise. And I'm stoked for this event, and it'll all be raising funds to continue our nonprofit. Uh, So please do check it out, and I hope to see you there. Um, But yes, um, with that said, I just wanted to add again uh, another thanks to you, Kim, um, for being part of this community and for all that you do for this community. You're really a, um, a, a guiding light, and it's been a joy to watch you kind of from afar, if you will, um, but, but but now get to, um, you know, uh, get closer to you, speak more with you, get to know you more. Like I mentioned, I think uh, you feel like we're, it feels like we're fast friends and I'm excited for uh, all that we have to come together. I really am. Oh, absolutely. Likewise, the feelings are mutual. I'm, I love connecting with you. Um, long time coming, to be honest. I don't know why I didn't reach out earlier. <laughs> I, again, procrastination station over here, but um, I'm I'm so glad that we that we have. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to 
um, collaborate on some really exciting things in the future. Um, and I'll be there for the for the fifth anniversary. That sounds so fun on the 16th. So um, I, if there's any information, I will be putting it in the description um, to this episode. So you can go check that out. Thank you once again so much, Lauren. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Uh, thank you again, Kim, for everything. This was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And if anybody wanted to reach out to you um, on Instagram, where would be the best handle to type in to go find you? To follow uh, the journey um, for the Picking Me Foundation and our whole community on Instagram or all social media, just check out at Picking Me FDN. Okay, so not just Instagram, it's all over the shop. You can find Picking Me FDN if you type it into the search bar. Correct. Amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much. Have a brilliant rest of your day and we'll chat very soon. Thank you again, Kim. You have the best one. Much love. Much, much love. Speak soon.